0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: Let's catch up. An NFL podcast with Taylor Bishotti and Sam Batesh. Where we talk about the biggest headlines in the NFL. So Taylor, you know what? Let's catch up. It's been too long. Yeah, we really should. Blue Iron.
0: Taylor, let's catch up. I need I need you immediately. I have so much that I want to get off my chest, but we've saved this conversation. It's 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 sort of a sad one. It we is. to admit that we had to have it, but we do Saturday night. Uh, I'm
1: still recovering. Uh, I'm still swollen. Tears <laughs> still sporadically come down my face, but it's okay because then they came down my face for another reason last night when we saw Freeze go. Out of the or like left the Superdome for the oh. very last time in his uniform, doing that look back and kissing the fans. Oh, and I cried because of that too.
0: A weekend of tears.
1: A weekend in, of tears. In the end,
0: a weekend of tears. Well, let's let's just first give a kiss on the cheek to the Ravens season, which was yeah a, a strange season, an up and down season in many ways, but a very positive season. Really, we we can look back so many positives for the Ravens and for Lamar in the end, right? It was,
1: there was, I think that the number one accomplishment for Lamar was that I was so tired of hearing Lamar can't come from behind. Lamar can't win a playoff game. Lamar, you know, can get his team to the playoffs, but he's never going to win that first game. And he and Josh Allen, both obviously Josh Allen is now one too, but he and Josh Allen both shattered that, assumption and shattered that notion and they were both able to get their first playoff wins and especially for Lamar I think it was huge I just wish that he would have been able of course to finish this other game it was just such a blah game out of all four games this weekend I feel like it was just the most There was it was so uneventful once Lamar left the field that pick six obviously was incredibly exciting for the Bills and their fans but it was just it was an ugly game
0: incredibly eventful in that moment right the pick six I mean just the game the situation of the game 10-3 coming down to score potentially to tie it up and just for it to go the entire I mean there's there's no bigger 180 in sports really than right it was
1: Lamar Jackson's first red zone interception ever
0: wow I just just think about that again Taylor. What a, what a remarkable career to this point for Lamar that three seasons in and through almost three entire seasons that he hadn't thrown an interception in the red zone. What an accomplishment. Awful moan for it to show up, of course. Not, not what anybody rooting for the Ravens wanted on Saturday night. And, and, and there I was Saturday night ready to just enjoy such a great game. I'm so excited to see Baltimore and Buffalo, what many consider the two hottest teams coming into the playoffs. And, yeah, a bit of a dud. Just a dud to not be able to see Lamar yeah. finish in the game of court. Huntley played admirably. He
1: did. Sure. He played very well. A few run passes. That one to Hollywood could have something, but
0: Yes. And also, by the way, third down, third and goal. I only, okay, wish, Dobbins. I only wish we could have seen what had happened if Dobbins catches that pass because, at the very least, it looks like he's going to get to the one-yard line there to set up fourth and goal to one, which might have been more interesting. And whatever. In the end – the seasons have to end for everybody. And, and I guess that's a good enough transition to Brady and Breeze. Yeah. Taylor, you know, of course, look, sad for many reasons. My parents met at LSU. My mom is from New Orleans. I have half of, of my family roots for the Saints and has loved Drew Breeze. My dad had a dog named Breeze. I mean, this, this goes deep. And it was sad. And, of course, you know, again, just for predictions here Let's Catch Up, I had the Saints winning it all. I thought. I thought, what a beautiful swan song it would have been for Breeze. and that was before. Yeah. And that was before we were told that his last game would likely be when the season ended. Taylor, I wasn't ready for it to end. I wasn't
1: either. When, when you when you saw him running off the field, kissing the fans at the Superdome, and then most importantly, that video that James Palmer took of. Brady and Breeze coming out onto the field after they had showered in the locker room and just in regular clothes. And Breeze had his kids out on the field. And Brady and him were talking. And then his wife comes out and Brady starts throwing the um, football <laughs> to his kids. Just Tricky. an emotional moment. It's just kind of two of the most iconic and obviously future Hall of Fame quarterbacks, the two oldest quarterbacks, I think, in the league. Um, kind wow. of Brady's saying farewell to his last, his last really guy that came in during the same years as he did
0: it's so nice it's special that we had Brady and Breeze play each other three times a season isn't it just for the hype mm-hmm. of course that second game oof I mean 38-3 that that game was over in the first quarter but this game not quite down to the wire but at least you know tied it half and a game well into the fourth quarter so special and of course just a shame it, it
1: was to head-to-head it was crazy
0: it, it really was and just a just a shame to see, and of course, the the, the Tyron Matthew tweet also with, with what Breeze has meant to a city that's so special to, yeah. to Badger as well. So that was so cool to see him give such a farewell, also. But as I said, just wasn't ready. I mean, for Drew Breeze, the accolades, and I mean, the Hall of Fame just cannot open the doors fast enough for Drew Breeze. When you look at all of the categories, Taylor, first overall in passing yards with over 80,000, second in passing touchdowns. First in completions, he's got the most 300-yard passing games in the history of football, and he's got the most games with three passing touchdowns. This is just a career that we would have seen again and again. And, of course, to people that are close to the organization, okay, Breeze isn't quite airing it out anymore, and the long ball went to Winston even in the game on Sunday. But we just wanted to see more of Breeze. did I
1: know. And, it, and It's always going to be a bummer to me. We were talking about this last night, Sam, on the phone, that he – and a, granted, a Super Bowl win is a major accomplishment, but he only has one. And when you think of Drew Brees, you just you think that he has more than that.
0: Yeah, because it's the, athlete, the type of player yeah,
1: that he is, course. you know.
0: Of course, and yet the guy that he lost to is the one that is going to be in the end, known for going to the Super Bowl. So I mean, that's so special. It just goes to show you, also the the real gift. That Brady is because again, we think of Breeze, the Hall of Fame's right there. We just read off the accomplishments. But when it comes to going to the Super Bowl, you can see how special and unique that is. Yeah. And for Brady to go as many times as he had, and to even now be in a 14th conference championship game for Brady, it goes to show you how special it is. And by the way, for the Saints, Taylor, can we talk about just four straight seasons of, of heartbreak?
1: Mm-hmm. We're talking
0: about the miracle in Minnesota with the Diggs play.
1: You, it it's like goes to show that you, you like you and I both know that he should have been there another time.
0: Yes, the pass interference in the NFC Championship against the Rams last—it was last season. It was a last-second. It was an overtime. Cousins' touchdown to Rudolph, where of course a lot of Saints fans are claiming there was a push off on that one as <laughs> well. And then for this one, not robbed, but the turnovers and the fact that it's going to be Breeze's final moments. It just the tears each and every season. I always
1: think to myself, I always think, gosh, if I was uh, you know, like a diehard Saints fan, would I still be able to watch football after seeing them get robbed back to back years?
0: So I don't know. It, it look, it's difficult, but it's difficult. And and it, and again, as you felt on Saturday night, when that season ends for a team that you love the it does. It's that it's that finality, it's like the end of a relationship. I remember it's,
1: it's like story. it's devastating.
0: It is. I wrote to my cousin once. And granted, it was the Flyers, not the Eagles I was talking about. It, it was the end of a Flyers season, a playoff run. This relationship is difficult. Why do I keep getting back together with this it's team? It's a toxic
1: relationship. It is.
0: It's this, it's th- this is not going to treat me well. This relationship is not taking me where I need to go. And that's life as a sports fan. It just is. And And so there was just – there was just such a finality to it, and, and as you said, the, the, the Palmer video that's out on social media of the two of them out there—at least it goes to show you life goes on, right? It isn't yeah. just all about the families and the men on the field together. Was incredible. All right. Well, Taylor, one other thing for, for another game on Sunday that I just I have to I, I just have to say it, and I don't hate a lot of things, and hate's probably too big a word, but can we hate the touchback rule for what it is, as we saw in that Chiefs game? And and, and again, no dog in the fight brown's cheeks necessarily for either one of us but that rule just seems not unfair unnecessary
1: unnecessary and on top of that which i also agree with you and think it's just one of the worst if not the worst rule in football is that there was helmet to helmet on that play that should never if if you know say touchback rule is still a thing that should never have happened because There was helmet to helmet on that play. If you look at all the plays that they've called helmet to helmet or targeting on this year, and you're not gonna call it right there, I don't know. That's tough. That's tough to right there.
0: Kudos to Dean Sterator for coming right out of the commercial break with that. That Sawenson hit Higgins helmet to helmet. And it was and you're right, that was a great call. And if it wasn't there, I just want to say again, so unnecessary. Let's get this straight. Higgins. First of all, Baker makes a great pass. It's a great play. Higgins is diving towards the end zone, which is, of course, where every player wants to be in the end. Stretching the ball at his hit, the ball is fumbled. The Chiefs don't recover the ball. The ball goes out of bounds. Not even through the back of the end zone. I don't like it if it, that happened either. But again, the ball just goes out of bounds, but past the pylon. And it's a touchback? It's a no Not only does the defense get the ball, oh, let's help the defense out. Let's give them 20 yards also. Not only are we taking the ball from the offense, who's of course inches from scoring, we're giving the ball to the defense and not just giving the ball to the defense on the one yard line. At the 20, I can understand you're catching a field goal, Taylor. I'm sorry, you're catching a kickoff in the end zone and you get the ball. I understand the touchback rule there, right? Obviously, makes sense.
1: But this one just does not make sense in any way. And again, in an
0: interception for a defensive player to take any. I have an to game. wonder,
1: are they going to review that this offseason and change it?
0: It's happened in regular season games where it's been a point of contention. And of course, the game was not at the level of this, where the Browns had a very, very realistic chance at knocking off the Super Bowl champs. So this rule will be, I can only say this will be looked at. You can imagine right now, there are certain people in the Browns organization writing up Their proposal for what this rule should be or what you put in its place because it it certainly seems that giving the ball to the offense at the point at which the ball fumbled, if the defense doesn't recover it, as it would be anywhere else on the field, makes the most sense. That just makes the most sense. And if the ball does go out of bounds through the end zone, to me, it makes sense again, spot it back where the ball was lost. if no one, period. It just so that so that's off my chest. I feel a little better.
1: I'm glad you feel better.
0: I, just a little, not a lot, but just a little. And before we get to one other thing that we've got to get off our chest because I just, the, the, the Philadelphia is sort of raging in me. I, I only want to tell people, I want to give them the chance to do what we're doing, Taylor, to host a podcast. We want to send everybody right now to bwhustle.com. BW, of course, stands for Blue Wire, which is what we're here with Blue Wire Podcast. Blue Wire Hustle is a brand new program. Where you can host your very own podcast right here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the same opportunity that Frankly Taylor and I have gotten, and you can be a part of the Blue Wire family. As part of the program, you're going to receive personal cover art, Q and A's with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And the best part, all of it for only fifteen bucks a month, Taylor bwhustle.com slash join and you can be a part of the beautiful blue wire family with let's catch up and taylor and sam. All right Taylor, before we get bold predictions here for what the Super Bowl matchup is going to be.
1: Are we going into Philly? Are we going into the Eagles? Can we just do a quick
0: Alan Iverson's behind me on the wall today? Let's just do a quick Philadelphia thing. Doug Peterson five seasons is the Eagles head coach Taylor. Now, you can think what you want of how it ended. And, of course, 4-11-1 is a tough season to argue. Not a lot of coaches see beyond a 4-11-1. But five seasons as the Eagles' head coach, Taylor. His first as a head coach, by the way, coming from the Andy Reid tree, very beloved in Philadelphia also, as we well know. But five seasons, three playoff appearances, the only Super Bowl in the history of the organization – and another playoff win with Nick Foles in a season that wasn't involving the Super Bowl. Doug Peterson, there's already a statue outside of him, Taylor, as there should be at the stadium talking to Nick Foles, going over what it was going to be Philly special fourth down in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Yes, truly, Doug Peterson should be bronzed and immortalized in Philadelphia forever because when you look at the brief, five season span of the doug peterson era it was great you well you actually can't argue that there's a greater span in the history of the organization because it got the only super bowl there right. so whatever happened whatever you needed to do to sacrifice before or after within that it was worth it if you ask any that Eagles,
1: that whole situation was interesting to me though and i could not agree more i think that it would he like you said before this like he left too soon because he had done he had accomplished so much in his time there are three playoff appearances one super bowl the only super Bowl in the, organization and he's always had good teams despite dealing with so many injuries season after season and quarterback controversies. It, it seemed like there was still so much more that he could do with this Eagles team, but that the way that he coached that last game, it didn't make sense to any of us.
0: It was strange. And I'll only say from an, from an Eagle standpoint, losing that game was a better outcome in the long run for, for Eagles fans, than winning it. Winning that game would not have done much. Again, 5-10-1, 4-11-1 would not have mattered at all. And frankly, you go from the ninth pick in the draft to the sixth pick. So I'm going to put a positive spin on that. And like you alluded to right there, Taylor, most relationships last too long and you hold on to the bitter, bitter end. For Doug Peterson, he gets to leave too soon. And maybe we can do wonder do you think
1: it was the as like a diehard Eagles fan do you think it was the right or the wrong decision?
0: I will stand by wrong simply because of this. To prove that it was the right decision, there will have to be more parades, more right. Super Bowl appearances, and and more MVP like seasons out of their quarterback whoever it might be. And that's not to say that that won't happen, but there's the bar. The bar's high. There's not, there's really only a team in Boston that can say that that five-year span isn't really up to our standards. That's it. Right. There's only a team in New England and they can say, for those five seasons, you know, thanks a lot. It's just not quite what we're looking for. We just needed a little more there. Really? You wanted more. No, okay.
1: I agree. That's why I, I, I don't understand the decision.
0: It's, and it'll, it'll forever, it'll forever be a mystery and only time, look, we'll this beauty, the beauty of sports Taylor is that time tells all because the games and the outcomes will be there year after year. Certainly if 2020 taught us anything, the games will somehow be there. The scores will somehow happen. And, and that will simply tell that that'll be right or wrong. will be in that. And, and again, as an Eagles fan, the easiest outcome as an Eagles fan is to say that we hope, this is easiest again, that Carson Wentz returns to the form of the greatest season that he ever had of his career. Right. Of course. Yes. Yes. Every Eagles fan hopes that Carson Wentz is the Carson Wentz of 2017. That's the easiest outcome because it doesn't involve the money and it doesn't involve the drama. And nobody would say that anyone else could, should be quarterback of the Eagles if that's what happens. So there. That's it. Little button on it. Again, Doug Peterson, you were bronzed already with the statue, but let's catch up.
1: Adding one more thing on top of all of this. I think this offseason, you know, we saw a lot of movement going on last offseason with quarterbacks. I think that this offseason is going to be even more shifting, more movement. I think there's way too many question marks out there. And I think that we're going to see, gosh, 30% of the teams end up with a different quarterback or some sort of shift going on this offseason
0: you know pretty interesting and we haven't even talked about it we don't need to here because we've got to get to our picks but i mean the saints you know what i mean just put it put a new face on that franchise good luck and it clearly it should be kamara but it, who? you know who's going to be quarterback there there's just right. it's it's fascinating and the, and the playoffs bring out so much and of course yes you're right there there was going to be New faces and new places there are there always are, but this offseason is, wow. Just, I mean, let's catch up (laughs) with all of that. All right, so Taylor, before we go, let's just, it's down to four teams. It is. Remind us all, because you're very much alive in this. Your prediction's much better than mine, but who's your Super Bowl? Who's your winner? Give it to us.
1: I've had my Super Bowl prediction be the Chiefs and the Packers. Luckily, they're both still in it. Um, I'm going to stick with it, and then I have the Packers winning it all.
0: And certainly, nothing on Saturday would tell you that that wouldn't happen. Rogers looked great, and I and just that- hope
1: I hope that we get to see Mahomes against Josh Allen. That would be such a shame if he can't play this this coming weekend.
0: Uh, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Of course, we we want we want these teams at peak level. You know, to see again to see to see playoff quarters of. Ravens football and Chiefs football without Lamar and Mahomes tells us all we want is for healthy teams on these days that that we're just sitting there waiting to unwrap presents and watch these games. All right, so Taylor, you've got what what would be an epic battle of Rodgers and Mahomes that we see coming out of this weekend, and 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 at this point, man, I I, I guess just to be different, let's let's just. I don't. I don't want it to happen. In fact, I can't even say it. I can. I, I was gonna. I was going to say. I was about to say Tampa and, and Brady in the Super Bowl, but I, I just can't even bring myself to say it. It just would be too. <laughs> I
1: just can't say. It. I can't.
0: I can't imagine it. I think I mean,
1: you have to go with it just to be different.
0: Should we just say it? I mean, I can't. Yes, I it makes it
1: more fun. Okay,
0: just, just fine. Just give me yes, yes. Give me, give me the greatest of right now. From I mean, if you just took a resume in Mahomes and the greatest of all time up against each other in a Super Bowl, we've seen it in an AFC Championship game, but at this level with Brady in Tampa in just this strange, strange—I mean, certainly just put another stamp on 2020. Put Tom Brady in another uniform in the Super Bowl. Let's let's it's see it.
1: Crazy.
0: I, I'm only saying it to disagree with you. My 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 heart is not in that at all. <laughs> my heart is in this. I will say this. You're going with. Rodgers to win the Super Bowl. At this point, Breeze was my pick to win the Super Bowl. It's not going to happen. I just went nuts about Philadelphia and coaching. Andy Reid, for the back-to-back-to-back-to-back NFC Championship appearances that he made and, and only got to the Super Bowl once, I'd love to see him back in the Super Bowl here for two times with the Chiefs already and to win and go ahead and win another one, Andy. Andy, by the way, Taylor, the only coach in NFL history to host three straight championship games in the AFC and the NFC.
1: Oh, that's great. I just think it's going to be fascinating if it's actually the Super Bowl team is in their hometown or like in their actual team, like the Super Bowl. To be able where to... the Super Bowl is being held would be the first time ever. If the Bucs play... make it to the Super Bowl and it's played in Tampa, that will be the first time ever.
0: You know, just watching. Some of what what happened on Sunday, and seeing just with reports coming from Tampa as they were getting ready for this game, and seeing seeing all the signage there, uh, you know the Bucks on the side of the building. To think that that they wouldn't have to change any of that is just It's, crazy. it's, it's yeah, Really, it's really unfair. All right, I said it. I didn't. I I, I don't love it, but you know what? Let's just be different. You, Let's you, go with you, it. Be Chiefs and Rodgers and just to be fun, I'll play Chiefs and Bucks. But oof, man. All right, uh, and, and Bills fans. By the way, Bills Mafia. Congratulations
1: and, and thank you for being the best fan base, by the way, and yeah. donating to Lamar's charity after that loss in support of him.
0: It's it's really fun. Is there a fan base that's more fun to watch win when it's not yours than the Bills? No. And even as people cool as that was Saturday to watch the Ravens lose that game for the not at all. I'm Bills fans. I,
1: I'm rooting for the Bills a hundred percent.
0: The Bills fans deserve it and 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 i guess the chiefs look i mean the chiefs look beatable even with the homes in there the chiefs look that was a game they
1: definitely did all
0: right taylor uh so much more to catch up on and uh we just wow yeah nobody builds 5g like verizon builds 5g